Welcome to Kuhau Podcast. We thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening in with us, we want you to know that you are a part of a new loving family. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you and transforms your life. Now stay tuned for today's message. Amen and amen. One more time, make some noise in this room. <clears throat> now, I'm about to divide this room in, in half. I'm about to divide this room because I, I want to be honest. There are people that will never know the experience and the amazingness of what a blockbuster night looked like on a Friday in the 90s. You'll never know how lit Blockbuster was in the 90s. And some of you that you will just you just never understand. You see, I just divided the room in half. Like Blockbuster was like the second club. Like Friday nights, you was going to Blockbuster. You know what I'm talking about, right? And what did you do? You would just parade through the corridors and just look at every box. And and, I, and I'm telling you, man, I loved uh, going to Blockbuster. And I did some research on Blockbuster, and, and what I realized about Blockbuster is it, it was an amazing company. It actually sold for $8.4 billion to Viacom uh, uh, later as it began to be successful and grow. And, and it was an amazing company. Like, I, I just remember, do you guys remember Be Kind and Rewind? You guys remember that, the VHS? Someone's like, what's a VHS? Ask your parents. Um, and it was a VHS, right? And, and it would say, be kind and rewind. Why? Because if you brought it when it was not rewind, they wouldn't be kind to you. They'd give you like a penalty, a $2 penalty. And if you brought it late, you know 70% of their revenue came from like late fees? Did you know that? Like everybody was just bringing it late. Like nobody was making it to Blockbuster. Well, guess what? In 19... <laughs> True story. I remember stealing from Blockbuster. Like I remember like taking the videos and... And then they stopped putting them inside the shelves, the empty boxes, because Rolando Remedios was stealing. Anyhow, that's how I got into UFC. Anyhow, we don't condone stealing in this house. Anyhow, in 1997, there was another company that began uh, as well. It, it was founded in 1997, and you, you might know this company as Netflix. Did you know, anybody know Netflix? That's, uh, that's what I'm talking about. And then like, all the millennials, oh my God, what is that? Oh, that's amazing. I love it. Um, Netflix in 1997 was founded, and what Netflix said is that here's what we're going to do. We're not going to charge any late fees. We're not going to charge, um, uh, we're not going to make people come to us. Here's what we're going to do. This is a radical plan. This is a radical method. This is a radical strategy, but here's what we're going to do. We're going to send DVDs to people. We're going to mail them to people. And so year after year, this is what Netflix began to do. They started sending DVDs to people, and instead of charging them for each DVD, what they said that they were going to do was just charge a monthly subscription, and you will get a couple of DVDs. Now, the, the crazy thing, as I did research on this, is that the CEO, I read this in an article, in 1997, I'm, I'm sorry, here, in 2000, Hastings, the founder of a fledging company called Netflix, flew to Dallas and proposed a partnership with Blockbuster CEO John Antioco and his team. Now watch this. The idea was that Netflix would run Blockbuster, Blockbuster's brand online and Antioco's firm would promote Netflix in its stores. Hastings got laughed out, got laughed out of the room. That's what the article says. 
We all know what happened next. Blockbuster went bankrupt in 2010, and Netflix is now a $46 billion company. And here's how he ends his article. People who don't learn from history are destined to repeat it. You need to have vision. Now, now, you know what, I, 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 what I've realized was that Blockbuster began, was a successful company because they had a vision and they had a mission. But somewhere down the line, they became more committed to a method than the vision. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but I, I just know that this kind of community is going to be ch a church that we have methods, we have strategies, and we have things and ways to go about things. But but we're, our mission will never change. And, and our mission is to reach people that are lost, people that need Jesus, and we're going to reach them with the gospel of Jesus Christ so that they can live the abundant life God has for them. That is our mission. And I don't want to be a church that's just caught up in methods, that is caught up in systems. We will always have methods. We will always have systems. But our vision and our mission to reach people that need Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but I know some people that need Jesus right this very moment. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18 says, where there is vision, where there is no vision, the people perish. It also says in the message translation, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, I like that word if you're putting that in your Bible, what he reveals, they are most blessed. Christ uncensored, I want to tell you that God has given this church a vision. And today we're going to speak about the vision that God has given us. This is not a vision that is made up. This is not our vision. This is not a vision that we just conjured up. This is a vision that we believe that God has given to this church community. And I want you to just lean in. If you're in this place, God has brought you here for a reason. And here's what God is asking you today. How is it that you can play a part in the vision that God has for this church community? And we're, we're not going to be a church that just thanks God for the past. Can I be honest with you? Our church began in a home. It was seven of us, and two of them were my kids, all right? And when we began this church, we just prayed and believed for the impossible. And we prayed and believed God for the impossible, and we went from a living room to a place that sat about 75 people to 80 people, 11 Olympia Boulevard. Anybody grateful for 11 Olympia Boulevard, right? Yeah, can, I, can I tell you something that we love the Levin Olympia Boulevard? Because it was so simple. I thank God for Levin Olympia Boulevard. <laughs> I thank God for what God has done in the past. But I'm not going to stay stuck in the promises of yesterday. I'm going to move forward to the promises that God has for me. And God has a plan for each and every one of you. Here's what you need to understand. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11. It says, I alone know the plans I have for you, 
Plans to bring you prosperity and not disaster. Plans to bring you about the future you hope for. Can I tell you something? That God has a vision for your life. That God has a plan for your life. That God has a promise for your life. But he also has a plan for this church. And how you can fulfill the promise that he has for you in the context of a church community. That's why Ephesians breaks it all down when it says that he who is able to do <laughs> exceedingly, abundantly, above all that God, all that we can ask for and think according to the power that is at work with me. I realize this, if it's not exceedingly or abundantly, that, then, that means that there is more that God has for me. I don't know about you, but I want to press into the more that God has for me. I want to press on into the exceedingly abundantly. And so many times we get satisfied with what God has done, but that is only the beginning of what God has for you. God said exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ever ask for or think. What does that mean? That your imagination cannot even come close to what God has promised for your life. If you believe that in this house, give him a praise. There is more. And I just want to tap into the more that God has for our church community. 11 Olympia Boulevard was amazing. We grew there from 10 people to about 75 people in about three years. And let me tell you, Olympia, 11 Olympia Boulevard felt so good because you just walked in there and you just had church. <laughs> and it was comfortable there and it was good there, but, but God has called us to more. It's not enough for your life to just come out of the wilderness when God has a land that, that has milk and honey in it. Come on, somebody. And some of us are celebrating God because we're out of Egypt, but God is saying, that, that's it? You're just happy that you're out of Egypt? Man, there's so much more that I, you're just happy that I took you all out of drugs? There is more that I have for you. You're just happy that you broke addiction? There is more that I have for you. You're just happy that... There's so much more. Look at the person next to you. Tell them there is more. And um, maybe you're here today. You're here today. And you're here for the first time. And you're like, what in the world did I just walk into? Pero que, que esto? I came to hear a message. I came here to hear a sermon. I want someone to preach the paint off the walls. I just, I just wanted to come in and just go like this before God. I just wanted to do... Like, that's all I wanted to come to church to do. And, and I want to say to you today that you're welcome here, that this church is a church that loves God and loves people. And maybe, and maybe you may not know fully what this is, but this is what our church family calls Vision Sunday. And then on a Vision Sunday, what we do is that we have a, a family conversation. So if you're here for the first time, or maybe you're new here, maybe you've come a couple of times and... I want to just speak to you for a second because what's taking place right now is you're kind of like peeking in on a family conversation. That's what's happening. So we're having a, a table talk. We're having a conversation within family, and, and you're here for the first time. You're like, I don't think I belong here because I don't think they're talking about me. I just came here, and they're talking about vision, and I'm just trying to figure out what I'm going to eat for dinner tonight, and I'm not ready to look down the line. Well, maybe... God brought you here for a reason, just to kind of peek in on a conversation. Or maybe you've been coming here for, for quite some time, and you're like, man, I just started liking this church. Now they're talking about vision. Like, I don't want to get involved. I just wanted to slip in and slip out, and I like that it was dark so I can just come in and come out. And 
What if God brought you here and maybe you had your own intentions to come to this church? Maybe you got tricked to come into, into church. Maybe circumstances brought you to church and you weren't planning on a vision Sunday. But what maybe, maybe, what if by chance God brought you here to share with you the vision of a church that you can belong to and that you can grow in and that you can develop in and that you can become all that God has for you? And so if you're here today, I want to challenge you just to lean into this conversation. Lean into this conversation. If you're new here, begin to present it to the Lord and say, God, if I'm hearing this, it's for a reason. And if you're here for the first time, just listen in on a table talk that's happening within family. But if you're a member of this house, if Kuhau has been your home, if you call this church family, your spiritual home, can I just challenge you to open up the eyes of your heart and say, God, I want to see what you see for this church community. In other words, I'll put it this way. If you're part of this church community, you know what time it is. So let me start here. This is our mission. Everybody shout mission. I'm going, to simp- I'm going to simplify it this way. This is our mission. Listen, if you heard this before, you need to hear it again, okay? Is that all right? Our mission, Kuhau exists to reach everyone we can with the good news of Jesus Christ, that they may walk in the abundant life God has for them by loving God, loving people, and loving life. Can I read that to you one more time? Kuhau exists to reach everyone we can with the good news of Jesus Christ, that they may walk in the abundant life God has for them by loving God, loving people, loving life. Oh, you want to say it too? Say it with me. One, two, three. Kuhau exists to reach everyone we can with the good news of Jesus Christ, that they may walk in the abundant life God has for them by loving God, loving people, and loving life. Can I be honest? Everything that we do as a church is for this mission. It's like, what is it that we exist for? Do we exist just to come to church on Sunday and sing songs and hear a chubby guy preach on a Sunday? No, this is, this is way beyond that. We have a mission as a church community to what? To reach everyone we can with the good news of Jesus Christ that they may walk in the abundant life God has for them. Why do we sing worship songs? Why are there singers up here? Because we exist to reach everyone we can with the good news of Jesus Christ that they may walk in the abundant life God has for them. Why do people greet you at the door? The greeters at the door are with the same purpose. We're here to reach everyone we can with the good news of Jesus Christ that they may walk in the abundant life God has for them. Why do we put pipe and drape? Because we exist to reach everyone we can with the good news of Jesus Christ that they may walk in the abundant life God has for them. Why do we guide you to your seat? Because we exist to reach everyone we can with the good news of Jesus Christ that they may walk in the abundant life God has for them. Why do we have Kuhau kids and we bring them to the back and now our kids are worshiping, singing, and hearing a sermon? Why? Because we exist to reach everyone we can to reach...
with the good news of Jesus Christ that they may walk in the abundant life. We don't just come here to sing songs. I'm just fulfilling my purpose. No, we come to reach everyone we can with the good news of Jesus Christ that they may walk in the abundant life God has for them. Every single, why does Pastor Roe come out and sing with Drew on a Sunday? Because he likes to drink, sing with Drew on a Sunday. That has nothing to do with our purpose, but... This is our mission. We exist to reach everyone we can with the good news of Jesus Christ. It's not our news. It's not your news. It's not your mama's news. It's the good news of Jesus Christ. It's called the gospel. The gospel of Jesus, which is broken down in the Greek as the almost too good to be true news. The almost too good to be true news. It's seldomly used in New Testament or in ancient history. It's only used about three times outside of the Bible because it is the greatest news on planet Earth that Jesus Christ came and put on flesh to become one of us so that we can become one of him, but so that we can become like him. How? By dying on the, sin, by dying on the cross for our sins, forgiving us of our trespasses, and now we can walk in the abundant life God has for us. If you believe that, give God a praise in this room. So Acts chapter 1, verse 8, is, is our, our commission, is, is God sending us, in, Matthew, in, in the book of Matthew, he, we have the great commission, but in Acts chapter 1, he, he breaks it down, where are we going? And many times people ask, well, what is the purpose of the church? Can I tell you, what is the purpose of your church? What is the purpose of your church? It's no different from the purpose that Jesus had from the beginning. We're not here reinventing stuff. This is our mission. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will be filled with power. And you will be witnesses for me in Jerusalem, in all of Judea, and in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Now, do you see those, those three areas, particularly four areas, but we have three areas. Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria, those are the surrounding regions, and to the ends of the earth. And so we have to ask our question, what is who house Jerusalem? What is who house Judea and Samaria? What is who house ends of the earth? How is it that we are fulfilling our mission here as a church? Our, our mission is not just to come to church, attend, sing songs, hear a message, and walk out. Our mission is this. The Holy Spirit comes upon us. We're filled with power. And you will be my witnesses. It's not the great suggestion, it's the great commission. That's in Matthew, right? But this is the, the, the aftermath, if you will. Jerusalem, my witnesses of me in Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And so I want to be crystal clear of what our Jerusalem is, what our Judea and Samaria are, and what is the ends of the earth for this church community. I want to highlight it this way. Number one, it's church expansion so this is jerusalem everybody say jerusalem that's local we have judea and samaria that's our community outreach everybody say community outreach and to the ends of the earth that's compassion international that's our heart for our world so we have everybody say church expansion community outreach and compassion international 
And so from the very beginning, as I spoke about earlier, that we started in a house, from the very beginning, can I be honest with you, this church has always been a generous church. Not only has this church has, has always been a generous church, this church has always been a church that is willing to step up to the challenge that God has placed before us. So from day one, we've said we're going to trust in God, but we're also going to trust in each and every one of you. And is anybody grateful here that we can say, man, God, we place our trust in you, but likewise, God has placed his trust on us. Can you, can you give God some praise for that? And so three years ago, our church community was in a room with about 75 people, and we launched into this auditorium a year and a half ago. And one year ago, what we said was that God has given us a vision to revamp this auditorium. And guess what? Here we are standing in the auditorium that many said that was impossible. Can I tell you a few things? Number one, they told me not to plant a church in Staten Island when I first planted. They told me not to. Why? Because Staten Island is the graveyard of churches. That's what the rumor is. That's what Staten Island is known, known for. The graveyard. New York, period, let alone Staten Island. Some people are like, where, where is that? Where exactly is that? Like, we're we one of the four, five boroughs, you know what I mean? Um... The second thing they told me is what you're planting, even what you're planting won't work in Staten Island. What you're planting in Staten Island, that kind of ministry does not work in Staten Island. And I remember the Lord spoke to me clearly. He said, you are building the church of the future. And can I tell you, can I, can I be honest with you today? We're changing the game. What does that mean? That even though they said, don't start a church in Staten Island, five years ago, we started a church in Staten Island. And here we are making a difference in this city. And so we have some amazing moments where our church has stepped up. We call them wow moments. So I need you guys to get excited. Number one, these wow moments is that on Heart to Give Sunday last year, we walked in through these doors and we raised the biggest offering we could ever raise in the history of this church. We raised $19,000. Can we, next slide. Our growth track, we have 55 growth track graduates. Can we praise God for that? We had an average of 50 people in community with six community groups, but by the end of last year, we launched 10 community groups. Come on, let's praise God for that in this room. And our dream team has grown to 33 volunteers that we have in this house. Come on. Not only that, but we were given 2,673 families to reach in this community. And by the grace of God, we've reached 2,673 families through Saturate St. George Initiative. Come on. Come on. Let's praise God for that. I mean, all this happened because Jesus is building his church. That's why it happened. It happened because Jesus is building his church. And in this conversation with, that Jesus is having with Peter, he says, now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said to him, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others say Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say I am? Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and bone has not revealed this to you. But my Father who is in heaven, and I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. 
at this point in time, they're coming from miracles. They're, and they're spending, they have already spent a bunch of time with, with each other. And Jesus has spent time with the disciples. And, and, and now he wants to know, what, what are the rumors about me? Who do people say that I am? And they say, well, some of them say you're Jeremiah, and some of them say you're just one of the prophets. And, but, but Jesus says, okay, I haven't spent too much. They've just seen my miracles. They've just seen uh, me heal the sick. But who do you say that I am? You, you, you are with me all the time. What is the revelation that you have of me? What is your opinion that you have of me? They might feel like things are happening. They might see me away. But what do you say I am? Who do you say that I am? And I love Peter because Peter kind of, you know, Peter just, you know, he, he just, Peter, Peter was like the Cardi B of the disciples. He just said what he was on his mind. And he just like, he's just like, listen, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And look at Jesus' response. He says, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my father in heaven has revealed this to you. Look what he says. He says, you have received a revelation that you cannot see with your natural eyes, but you see who I am through the revelation that God has Revealed to you with your, the eyes of your heart being open. Can I tell you, Kuhau, in order for us to see the vision that God has for this church, it's going to take much more than what we see on the outside. It's going to take much more than what we see in the physical realm. It's going to take a church that can see the impossible through the eyes of their hearts being open. Not the eyes of your face, but the eyes of your hearts being able to see. And that's why I love that we started from a living room. Because there were six people who were able to see this before it happened. And I need a group of people that are able to see the impossible based upon the revelation that God has given it. Look, look what it says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can see something of the future he has called you to share. He says, I pray that the eyes of your heart, and there's so many people that are focused on what's in front of them. I can't tell you how many believers, they make decisions, they, they, they move to places, they, 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 they make big decisions big decisions based upon what's in front of them and not what God has revealed on the inside of them. And I don't want to be the kind of community that we're so focused on what's happening around us and what, what circumstances look like. I just want to be the kind of churches that even when they said this kind of church doesn't work in Staten Island, that there was a revelation on the inside of the pastors that was able to say, no, I see the church of the future. I see what God is doing in five years. I see that there's going to be hundreds. I see that there's going to be thousands. Why? Because God's heart is to reach lost people. And as long as there's lost people in this world, we're going to have, we're going to have great business because this church is specializes, is specializing in reaching lost people and bringing and making heaven bigger. Are you able to see the miracle before the manifestation? Are you able to see God's revelation in the midst of an earthly reality? Jesus is building this church, but the Bible says that when Jesus builds the church, the gates of hell will not prevail. 
That means that whatever circumstance, whatever situation comes against the church that God is building, if you build it, it could be destroyed. If you're the one working hard for it, it'll be destroyed. But guess what? If you're trusting in God to build the church, he's just saying, you do as I say, and if you see what I see, I'm going to keep, keep building my church. I'm going to keep filling the house. The Bible says if you draw all, if, if you lift up the name of Jesus, he will draw all men unto him. So I want to be crystal clear and be sure that we're sharing what God's vision for this church is. And again, maybe you're asking, what is the heart of Christ Uncensored? What is the heart of this church? What, if, what is the heart of this church community? And the first thing is church expansion. Everybody shout church expansion. Church expansion means multiple services, multiple locations, and multiple and multimedia. Can you say those things, three things? Multiple services, multiple locations, and multimedia. This is what church expansion looks like. And I get, I, I see the faces. I know you guys are having a good time, just notify your face. Like, well, Pastor Ro, like, what? Like, are you, wait, what? Are you mean that we're going to, like, we're trying to fill this place up and you're talking about, like, multiple locations? Do you see what God sees? That's it. Do you see what God sees? Or are you just so consumed with yourself and saying, yeah, it's just a, it's just a prophet. He's just, he, he, he might be a Jeremiah. Jeremiah was from the past. <laughs> you know, he's just, it's just. Or do you see what Peter saw in the flesh and blood did not reveal this? But God is revealing and he's saying, do you see what I see? And so, again, we, we were a church community that started in the house. And I don't know if we have pictures of that. We, do we have a picture of the house? No? Is that a no? Okay, we, this is the location that we moved into. This was 11 Olympia Boulevard. We loved 11, 11 Olympia Boulevard. I thank God because people got saved and baptized and called by God in 11 Olympia Boulevard. And then we moved into this new location. This is what it looked like on our first day. Oh, my goodness. I got like three gray hairs just that day because nothing worked right. Nothing happened. And then here we are a year later, and God has just done an amazing thing in this church community. Just an amazing thing in this church community. And so I just want to give you some of the things that we want to do as a church community. And, and this is the question that we're asking. Are, are you seeing what the Lord has revealed? Are you seeing, not, again, not with your physical eyes, not saying, okay, oh, and we're, this is going to be like this. And, and, I, and, I, and I get the planners. Any planners in the house? Like you ever, you ever meet people that they're just wishful people? You know what I'm talking about? They're like, oh, my God, I see everything. You know what I mean? Like, I see the impossible, but they do nothing to get there. Like, you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? And all the planners in the house are like, yeah, but you got two divided by three, make it to carry the one, right? You know what I'm talking about? This is the plan. I'm a planner. So, all the time. This is like, let's, let's go on vacation and let's buy the house. And, and then we're going to do this. And I'm like, wait, baby, one thing at a time. First, we're gonna do, we gotta, first, we got to save up. Then we got to, oh, Forget it. Why can't we just want those things? <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like you, man. I, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm like you where I'm like, 
Oh. But I also am challenged by God. Do you see the impossible? What this church is doing is impossible. The fact that we are in a school and the fact that we got permission to renovate an auditorium has never been done in Staten Island. And this is now our home. And you know what, they, you know what the school is saying? What's next? What else are we doing? Are we going to paint the walls here? Are we going to hook this up here? Why? Because God called us to see the impossible. And so here's the, I just want to make it crystal clear for our church. Here's, here's the first thing. We believe through accomplishing God's mission and our method by, 20, by 2019, we will fill this auditorium to capacity. By the end of this year, I believe that we will see every seat in this house filled to capacity. Does anybody believe that with me? Can you see it? So in 2019, we believe through multi, multiple services and multiple locations. In 2019, our 11 a.m. service will be filled to capacity. In 2020, we will launch an additional English worship service, either 9 a.m. or 11 p.m. Do you see it? In 2021, we will launch our very first Spanish-speaking worship service. Does anybody believe that with me? Yo tengo nuevo amor. I'm getting ready right now. Bianca, how's it go? That's services. Everybody shout services. So the vision of this church house is that God is calling us to multiple church services. Because there's maybe, I don't know, 100 people in this room counting the kids downstairs. And there's about 376 seats that um, allow people to sit here in this auditorium. And I... That's double that we need of what needs to take place. Double, right? How could we see multiple church services when we need to fill one? Here's how. The same way God took two five loaves and two fish and multiplied to feed 5,000. That's it. That's Bible math. That's Bible math. Bible math is do you trust me? And if you trust me, I'll trust you to carry out my work. And so, by, like I said, we're going to go into multiple services, but we're also going to go into multiple locations. In 2022, everybody shout 2022. We're going to launch our second Kuhau campus. And I believe it's going to be somewhere the, where God is leading me is somewhere in the South Shore. I believe that in the South Shore, we need a Kuhau in the South Shore. And most of our church actually comes from the northwest. Can you imagine that we can actually have a campus in the northwest where we're not just calling people from the south shore to come to us. We're going to the south shore and planting a kuhau. We're going to the northwest and planting a kuhau. In 2025, here's what I believe. I believe by 2025, we're going to be walking in the doors of our very own property that is owned by Christ Uncensored House. Come on, does, does anybody believe that in this house? I see like 20 people that believe that and 30 people that half clap. I said, do you believe that in this house? 
And I believe that we'll be the largest church in Staten Island, not because we want a name for ourselves, but because we need people that are far from God to meet him so that we can make heaven bigger with his people that he loves so much. Uh, multimedia in 2020, which is next year, we want to be able to um, launch our CTV programming. CTV is a local Staten Island channel. I believe that we can meet people in their homes. This is what I believe. I believe that if people knew what was happening within these four walls, we would not be able to keep the people out of this house. I'm telling you, this thing will be flooded with people. If people knew what was happening in these four walls, that we couldn't stop the people from coming to this house. And so in 2020, we want to be able to um, launch our, our CTV broadcasting. I believe the worship from here, the word from here, the services from here can reach people right in the middle of their home. I, show, I remember one time that I did an interview on CTV, just one time, and everywhere I went, people knew who I was from one interview. And I just think that if we have a church that says we're going to meet you in your home, people are going to flock to this place. Why? Because they know that God lives in this place. Amen? We also want to launch in 2020, we want to launch our official channel with original content from Kuhau and broadcast. And so what this means, this means that we need, we're going to be upgrading our, our equipment, new equipment to help reach people right in the middle of their homes. And I want to give you some statistics, some statistics okay? Some statistics is this. Not, in our church, our highest attendance for 2018 was 99 highest. I'm like, man, why couldn't we get the 100? Even though we have about 110 people that call Kuhau their home, 99 was the highest attendance we had last year, which was about five or four, which was about five or six more people than we had the year before in terms of highest attendance. Our highest children's ministry was 18 kids. Could you imagine that? Can I tell you something? It's only been a month and a, or two months and a half, and we've already exceeded our highest kids from last year. We've already exceeded that. We had 12 baptisms last year. Can we praise God for every life that made that dedication? And I believe that this year we're going to triple that number. Can we praise God for that? And here's why, here's why, here's why, here. Why, why, why do we want to fill every seat in this house? Why? So that we can say we're a big church? So, so we can say, come look at us, we're Kuhab. No. It's because the Father's heart is for lost sheep. It's, how is this possible, Pastor Roe? Because he didn't just call Pastor Roe to reach lost people. As a matter of fact, 6% of church attendance has to do with the pastor. Did you know that statistically? 6% of church people that come to church have to do with the church pastor. 6%. And I don't know about you, but... I've invited half of y'all here, so I'm way above the 6%, I'm just saying. And I, and I invited Frank to come here, so everybody that Frank's brought here, I take credit for. <laughs> and so 6% is the pastor's responsibility. Do you know how we're going to be able to achieve and accomplish the impossible? When everyone <laughs> takes ownership of their calling. 
and doesn't look at the Great Commission in Acts chapter 1, verse 8 as, oh, that's Pastor Rose's job. That's Pastor Lisa's job. Oh, that's Frank's job. Oh, Frank is good at inviting people. That's his thing. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. Let me tell you something. God has called each and every one of us. If there's 100 people in this room and each one of you brought one person that you said, this is going to be the person that I'm bringing to Jesus. He's going to be in heaven because of me. This is the per You take ownership of your calling and you start bringing people. How is it that we're serving God and we got the greatest news on the planet? Can I be, I'm, I'm not trying to give anyone a guilt trip. I'm just trying to challenge this church community to say, I am called to reach lost people. It's not just the job of the pastors and leaders. But if I say, there's somebody that needs to be in heaven because I invited them there. Because guess what? The Father's heart is for lost people. Look what Luke chapter 15 says. In the same way, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who changes both heart and life than over 99 righteous people who have no need of change in their hearts. I'm telling you, you have a prodigal son in your life that needs to know Jesus. The reason that we want every single seat in this house to be filled is because there's your mother that needs to know Jesus. That's right. I said your mama needs Jesus. I said your father needs Jesus. Your your cousin can you see your cousin coming to church I know that it looks impossible that God can reach him but you need to reach him you need to talk to him about what God has done in your life and you need to say hey listen man there's a God that loves you there's a God that wants you in his arms there's a God that died upon a cross so that we can achieve and we can go to heaven is there anybody here that's willing to say I'm gonna take my calling personal it's not just about the pastors it's not just about the leaders I have an assignment too We want to reach people like Jenny. Jenny was a Catholic girl praying to saints. I'm, I'm just kidding. She wasn't praying to saints, but I'm just. I call her the little Catholic girl. She was a little Catholic girl. Guess what? She came into a Bible study, a Bible study. She didn't even come to church. She came into a Bible study, and she says, I want to give my life to Jesus. And today, she got baptized in this church. Come on, can we praise God? She got baptized in this church. It's like, yo, I, I hear about church plants, and they have like 12 people who went through seminary. Church plants, they have 12 people who went through seminary, and each of them are pastors. I'm like, God, you send me heathens to pastor this church. <laughs> like, I met all my leaders. I met them before they served God. Like, Maylene was just like, puff, puff, like, yeah, what's up, pastor? <laughs> like, yo, my wife, my wife, I met, she wasn't serving God when I met my wife. You guys know Pastor Lisa. Oh, y'all don't know. But guess what? She got saved, baptized, and now she leads worship. We got Maylene, who is a preacher now. Frank, Frank, can you come up here for a second? Come on, let's give it up for Frank real quick. This is why I got, I got, a, I got a picture today, and I just felt like it was God-ordained because I got a picture today. About three years ago, it was Frank's first service. Three years ago today. Frank's first service. Frank, can you, in 30 seconds, can you give a breakdown of what God has done in your life through the ministry of Kuha? Good morning. Pardon, I'm, I'm under the weather, so my voice is off. But um, I want to take myself out of the picture. The, the greatest moment for me was seeing my wife get baptized. 
seeing my best friend get baptized, seeing my wife join the prayer council, and seeing my best friend, my brother, join the worship team. That was the best thing for me. And in my life, listen, my greatest thing is waking up and hearing my kids sing worship. That just means the world to me. Come on. This is... <laughs> this is generational. Because this man came to church by himself. His, he got saved. He got baptized. His wife got saved. She got baptized. His kids got dedicated. And they're going to be baptized. His best friend got baptized. His, his whole community got baptized. Why? Because one person said, oh man, I'm going to give my life to Jesus. And in doing so, I can't just leave this alone. I can't just, man, come, come and meet Jesus Christ for yourself. Thank you. Give it up for Frank. reason that we're looking to fill every seat in this house is because every seat in this house needs to be set with someone who needs to hear the message of the gospel. It's not about you. It's not about you. I love that. He, I, we didn't rehearse that at all. And he says, I've realized that I got saved, but it wasn't just for me getting saved. It's because there was people that were assigned to me and I needed to bring to the house of God and meet Jesus. And each and every one of you needs to bring a prodigal son home. Maybe it's your barista. Maybe it's that Uber driver. Maybe it's that person that you work with every single day. Maybe that's that person that, you sh that you're gossiping with and what you should be doing is leading them to G. Oh, you yeah, didn't like that, right? You didn't like that? This is generational. So our church expansion also includes our children. And I was, I, let me tell you, the greatest decision you can make is to follow Jesus. Not just for yourself and because you're going to live the abundant life that God has for you. It's because there are kids that all they will know is Jesus because of you. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Our mission here at Christ Uncensored House of Worship is to love God love people, and love life. Kuhau is a place where our story is still being written. Together, we can do more than we can ever do alone. If this message has encouraged you and you wish to partner with us in taking this message all across the world, go to kuhau.com slash give or follow us on any social media platform. Thank you in advance for your support and generosity. Come and begin a whole new journey with us.